Hey, how you guys doing? It's the producer from Brothers Comics. Welcome to the Marvel Hack Season 4, Episode 6, our final episode for Season 4, uh, where we're going to review some books and stuff. On the line tonight, I have my two favorite Marvel Hacks on the line. It's the Sandman. Sandman, say what's happening. Can you show up, people? It's that time again. What's going on? Yes, we're going to get this last episode in before we shut down for the holidays. Also on the line tonight is Brother Beavis. Brother Beavis, say what's happening. Hey, what's up? Has it been a month already? Is it Stop it. It's only podcast? been two... No, it's only... No, it hasn't. It's only been two weeks. Actually, I don't really? even know if it's been two weeks. Did we get uh, an episode in last, last week? week no. The, well, last week was the, the holiday, so we didn't do it. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so yeah. So it's been two weeks. It hasn't yeah. been that long. So, yeah, stop it. Yeah, we haven't been that bad. Okay. Now, the, the extended break will come. Posted. Yes. <laughs> the... the <laughs> The extended break will definitely come here after this as we wrap up Season 4 before we get into Season 5. Uh, again, one of the reasons that Season 4 took so long is what we were talking about, the Fantastic Four kind of being the, the signature book coming back for this part of the um, for this season. So we get to wrap up with that book that just came out recently, and we're going to go over a few other books. But before we get to that, uh, it's Blurred Notes. Hold on, let me hit my music, but not really do it. All right, blurred notes. I'm gonna spell out the word blurred for the guys on the on the line tonight. Um, just go over some topics in their news over the last week or so. Um, the first one is B for brother, as in undercover brother. Uh, there was an article that came out today that um, there is. It, it was two parts. It was like, hey, there's going to be an undercover brother sequel, and then the other article came out it was like, yeah, there's going to be an undercover brother sequel, but Eddie Griffin's not going to be in it. Uh, I know I am a huge fan of this movie. I know uh, Brother Beavis is a huge fan because we share a brain. Sandman, are you a fan <laughs> of the Undercover Brother movie? Yeah, it's um, it's funny. It's dumb as hell, but it's it's funny. I mean, they they clearly did what they were doing when when they made that made that movie. And I didn't know that he wasn't going to be in the next one. That's so I'm crestfallen instantly about that. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I think you could make it probably without Eddie Griffin, uh, but you could. Uh, you know, but yeah, you gotta be right. You gotta. You gotta yeah, be right. but see, I don't think the movie has such a following. I mean, I think it's almost closer to cult uh, cult status in it terms is. of that movie, and so I don't think people are so married to the idea that it would have to be him. Now, if you put Kevin Hart or something like that, like people would revolt. But if you were able to find, <laughs> I don't know. Now, of course, I would be like, uh, make Conspiracy Brothers the star of the movie and just make it a Dave Chappelle joint. I would be perfectly yeah. fine with that. But, a spinoff. Uh, probably, with yeah, I'd probably not. The Undercover have. Brother spinoff featuring Conspiracy Brother. Yeah, that would be great. Uh, and, you know, and you could <laughs> literally, I was just thinking about it driving home today. Like, you literally make, literally make Trump the man and just have some, you know, and just play it from there. You could do all the, the Trumpism from the last few years and just kind of play it from there. But, uh, yeah, I... I'm a huge fan of that movie. I've been plotting, wanting to watch it here over the last couple of days as it's been on my mind. So when that article came out, I was like, I definitely need to find that DVD somewhere in the archives and, uh, and throw that in there. But yeah, uh, just a, a great little movie from the early aughts. All right. Uh, L. L is in Light a Candle. Uh, the Russo brothers at a screening of Avengers Infinity War last night, and they did a Q&A. Uh, out in Los Angeles said that Chris Evans might not be done with playing Captain America. 
so light a candle for prayer, brother Beavis. Uh, in what capacity? In what capacity could this happen? Because does this be guest appearances in movies and or a TV show on this Disney Network? What do you think? Um, you know, it's uh, there was a point where I think they that we we thought Robert Downey was going to be gone and. You know, he was a major part of Spider-Man: Homecoming, and probably didn't have to spend very many days on set. So, I mean, it's definitely workable. Uh, it's just kind of interesting because they made such a big deal out of him being done. Uh, I don't know if the uh, the early offers for post Avengers movies started to roll in, and being Captain America sounded more more uh, like a better idea or what. But uh, you know, what I, I hope they don't go the he's just rogers you know they're doing this sort of he's down on being the captain right now i what i wouldn't want them to be a captain america and also have him around because i think right. that's you know that just doesn't work yeah yes yeah we're gonna talk about that when we get the iron heart tonight um, <laughs> um yeah it's, i think being typecast is a real thing you know you haven't seen too many robert downey jr movies in the last seven to ten years where he isn't like where he hasn't played Tony Stark, it just isn't there. I think you know people get associated with roles as kids, you know, and they, you know as kids, and they get typecast. I think it can happen to adults too. I, I'm wondering if people can see him outside of being Captain America, Sammy. Yeah, that. I mean, that role is so defined him now. I mean, I remember like um, before he uh, took the role of Captain America when he was uh, Johnny Storm, ironically another Marvel character, and that those. I won't say god awful, but awful. Fantastic Four movies, and and I, they announced that he was taking it. I remember my response was like, "Oh, that fucking douchebag from that Fantastic Four movie." I mean, that was literally kind of like my response. And man, you talk about completely shutting me up and turning that the whole thing into a, a franchise of franchises. I mean, he's this, but he, between him and Robert Downey Jr., they are the the two kings of the MCU, you know, they're, ugh, he's so tied to that role now, I can't, yeah, you're right, I, it's hard for me to see him as something else, I have seen him in other movies, but I, I still see Cap, I hear his voice, I, I hear Cap now, and yeah. just as Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man, he's Captain America, so, I mean, I don't know what he's going to do <laughs> to he's, uh, get he's the himself from that role, but, yeah. Young Chris, young Chris Evans is the king of the Netflix movies, man. Like, uh, there's so many, like, pseudo-romantic comedies with him and freaking uh, Falcon. They're in a bunch of movies together. At least three that I know of that are not Captain America movies. And um, what is in Scott Pilgrim as well. I think that's all over Netflix. Oh, yeah. which I've never seen. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I've never seen it. I just know that he's in it. And then uh, there was something yeah, else I saw that he was on too. What and was Snowpiercer? I think that's on Netflix as well. I mean, like that's he's just one. Yeah. yeah, he's just that dude that's in a bunch of Netflix movies. And I don't imagine you know that those didn't pay that much. And I'm sure Captain America pays a lot of money. So I mean. I, you know, he's a fairly young dude. I don't know what other aspirations he has in life, but yeah, uh, it. I, I definitely would rather him stay in the role in some capacity as opposed to recasting it with somebody else and then trying to, you know, kind of fake their way around it. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll light that candle. We'll pour out some liquor for whatever, but yeah, let's hope that he keeps with it. Um, all right, the E. I'm gonna have to switch this around. I don't have a word for E. Uh, maybe y'all can come up with one for me. I'm gonna switch it for the D for later here. Uh, for some late breaking news, but E, we were supposed to get an Avengers 4 trailer today, but E didn't happen. 
uh, as far as I know, and we are just stuck holding the bag. Um, but I saw when I was scrolling to my Twitter, uh, like before we started recording, that the Avengers Infinity War trailer released one year ago today. So maybe that's why the internet chatter was there, that it was going to you know, come out on the anniversary of the other one, blah, blah, blah. And I'm watching the trailer, and I'm like, one, much of the voiceover from Thanos didn't make it into the movie. As well as there's a couple of visual right. scenes that actually didn't make it into the movie as well. Um, I, I don't know about y'all. So we're a year out from the trailer, what, six months out from the movie coming out. I'll be honest with you. I can watch that movie pretty much at any time. I can turn it on at any point and I can still watch Infinity War. It, it, it's rewatchability is through the roof, brother. Bitch. Yeah, I agree. And I was thinking about the trailer like, y- you know that the first one's either not going to say anything or it's going to be stuff, like you said, that doesn't show up in the movie. I think the biggest thing is waiting to hear what the name of the movie is, and it feels like it's gone on long enough that it's like, I'm not sure what the name could be that would have been worth keeping it a secret and will be, oh, that's awesome, I'm I'm glad I finally know that now. So, yeah, I hope they haven't, like, got caught in a hype cycle here and but I'm, I'm sure it's going to end fine. But yeah, the movie, the, the Infinity Wars, it's just, it, it, I'm still amazed at how good it, it, it came out. And it, yeah. all the ways it could have gone wrong and just the payoff to everything that's come before, it's, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I still, I'm literally, you're talking about it and I'm getting goosebumps. I'm like, you know, and I think I've told y'all before, usually after we get done recording, I'm like all hyped up and whatever, usually I'm from beer or Pepsi. And I just get in the bed, and it's like 11 o'clock. I can't go to bed, so I'll just, like, freaking put Infinity War on it. And it's like, oh, you know, I'm just going to put the sleep in. Next thing you know, a freaking, you know, Thor's, like, you know, built, you know, getting Stormbreaker. I'm like, fuck, this movie's still got an hour to go. Yeah, it's one, of, yeah, it's one in the morning. Yeah, and it's one in the morning. I got to go to bed. So, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just crazy. So, yeah, um, I, I hope. I mean, I, you know, I guess it becomes a in Disney we trust thing. You know, we don't have Hutch here tonight to damn Disney. But, you know, it, it <laughs> yeah, is. I, think that's the, I don't think that's the Disney it, saying that's. Yeah, it literally is just like, you know, y'all, I'm assuming y'all aren't going to screw it up. So I'm, I'm just going to go all in. I told to y'all and I, I texted in our text chain or whatever. I'm still kind of surprised though, a year or eight months out from this movie but only three or four months out from Captain Marvel that we haven't gotten a Captain Marvel trailer, the final Captain Marvel trailer. I figured that that would have been the first thing to come out, Sandman, but it's it's missing in action. Yeah, Captain Marvel, I'm, the only thing I can guess is that they're trying to protect um, maybe a plot point from coming out because that does tie directly into Infinity War as, uh, as far as we understand it, I guess. so Because she's going to be in that movie, in Infinity War. She's basically the Calvary. Uh, yes, uh, you know, coming to help them. I, I have no idea how it's gonna, what the plot's gonna be, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know anything else like what they're trying to hold back on. Because yeah, that comes out before Infinity War. It's like what uh, March, I think. Yeah, it's not February. Yeah, or February. I think it's February. Or maybe um, maybe it is February. Yeah. So. Yeah. So yeah, I'm a, it feels yeah, like I'm we're a in a stretch surprised. without the MCU. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean. Yeah, absence make the heart grow fonder, so maybe yeah, they figured that bit. out finally. So yeah, 
Yeah. Well, we're going to get a little bit of help here when we get here to the R. I, I switched up the R over a couple of times. The first R I had was for Rope-A-Dope because Hugh Jackman had put out this thing. He's like, hey, I got a big announcement coming out tomorrow. And people were like, oh, shit, he's going to be back on the Wolverine. He's like, hey, now I'm going on the road to do my musical numbers from Les Mis and um, all these other things. I knew, were like, I, I knew he was going to do that shit. I knew it. Like come on, y'all. Y'all didn't know. Y'all got duped. But the other, y'all let yourselves get played. Yeah. Yeah, you got yourself get played. He played you too. Uh, the other R was for we're really going to use this for reviews. Um, the early reviews are out for Aquaman and for Into the Spider Verse. Uh, I guess we'll go. That's day one and go DC first. You know, the initial reviews from the uh, pre-screenings are very positive, but also when you kind of screw. Uh, Drill down into that. It's also the early blogger, whatever reviews that people at DC and WB invited <coughs> to review the movie. So that could tend to be skewed. Meanwhile, by the way, WB Brothers Comics is available to boost up any of your movies if you just give us a call. Uh, <laughs> we will sell out uh, quicker than quick. Now that you you've wanna. seen Aquaman, is there a better comic book movie? No, sir. No, sir. <laughs> this is the best movie I've done seen, sir. Uh, so, yeah. Um, you want to fly us to London to go see Aquaman? Go right ahead. We'll do it. Uh, but, yeah, so the early reviews are, yeah, <laughs> the early reviews are good. Uh, I, I, I mean, you know, they were positive, and I've seen some things that said, like, a parts of it, uh, like, like the third act, like a lot of DC movies and a lot of comic book movies in general. The third act tends to fall apart a little bit. But, you know, um, I think I said this to you two weeks ago. Are they going to get your money, or is this a red box? Like, you seeing this in the movie theater, or is this a red box run? Sandman. Um, I'm still undecided, because personally, Aquaman don't do nothing for me. I mean, I, I, in any, uh, yeah, any any version, I mean, name it, I don't really care. Uh, you know, now they're going with this Aqua Bro version and stuff, you know. Uh, okay, well, you know, whatever. I mean, it's it, it does look visually kind of uh, um, bright. It's very undc-like, let's put it that way. Um, I mean, you know what? I'm not going to hate on them. Good for them that they finally got one right. You know, well, no, excuse me, two after one mm-hmm. woman. So, um, you know, if it's good, good for them. You know, I'll, I'll consider going to see it if it's uh, got good reviews coming out and stuff. And um, I like what I'm seeing. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to hate on it. I might. I just don't know yet. Okay. Definitely not an advanced ticket thing. Like I saw this thing today. It was like, no, get your advanced no, tickets. I was like, yeah, nah, son. I'm good on I that. I ain't doing that. <laughs> Brother Beavis, you have to finagle people and get people in certain places. Is, is Aquaman yeah. uh, 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 in the theater movie for you? Yeah, it all depends on like what's going on. I guess the twentieth or the twenty-first or whenever. I don't know when it's actually going to start. But like, if if I go, if if I have the opportunity to go see it right when it comes out, I'll probably go see it. Almost definitely go see it. If I miss it by a few days, I might I might have to wait for cable or something that's sort of the way it is like if it if it comes out and whatever if i miss it then i'll catch it later so it all kind of depends that pre-christmas window i mean i think it looks like it could be good um i would definitely not give much credence to the earlier reviews because you can almost like read in like a there's a sort of implied it's good for an aquaman movie or (laughs) there's sort of like there's sort of a caveat to how great it is. And yeah. although I like a lot of what I saw in the trailers, there's some parts of it that seem like just kind of too overly scaled and ridiculous. But 
I don't know. It's gonna have to. It's gonna be one that you probably have to see it to get this the true feel for it. I know yeah. they're trying to sell it with the trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it could be suffering from an attack of the clones, which is a reference we make on here a lot of times. Or it's like you know, oh, it's not that bad when compared to the movies that came before it. And you know, but is it actually a good movie? And you know, I don't know. I, I'm. I've been initially. I was like, hell no, I'm not watching that crap. No. And now, <laughs> as it gets closer, I'm kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm swayed a little bit more. Maybe not from the reviews, but just from the thought that, you know, why the hell not? I guess. So maybe it might be good, but I'm de- it definitely won't be an opening weekend thing. And if I do miss it, like the next following week or whatever, it's a well, I'll see it on Redbox or from other nefarious means. But I, I, I think it's. I'm trending in towards the wanting to go and see it, uh, which is for me pretty weird for DC because well, actually it's not. I've actually seen all their crappy movies in the movie theater. Like opening night, <laughs> I seen Batman versus Superman, I seen Wonder Woman, and I seen Justice League opening night. So I mean, and in a sense, I guess I do gotta go see. I know I'm surprised too now that I think about it and I said it out loud. Now I'm pissed. <laughs> so I, I guess I do have to go see support Aquabro, but whatever. Okay. All right, that's the R, and now to the D is for Daredevil. Uh, just breaking before we started to record, Netflix announces that Daredevil uh, is going to be canceled as well. That wipes out all of the um, the Marvel uh, TV shows off of Netflix. Oh, well, actually, Jessica Jones hasn't been announced no, that it's canceled. Jessica but Jones, that's, but and, that's and a given. Punisher too. Oh yeah, and the Punisher. Yeah, I don't think that was getting a season two anyway. But um, yeah, I think they're all going to get. Jessica Jones right. been announced for season three for sure. Jessica Jones? No, I don't think so. Um, I hadn't yeah. seen anything about it. But even still, they could change their mind, especially based on what's happened here now uh, with the other shows. Yeah. It, it it seems like it's just going to get. Yeah, it seems like it's just going to move to the streaming network. Um, I mean, that just seems like more logical, especially after Daredevil season three, which was critically and fan acclaimed so much, um, you know, but that this is so difficult to tell. And I'm sure they have their own algorithm or whatever, Brother Beavis, about who actually watches it and how much is watched. Because there was like, oh, you know, when Luke Cage came on, I was like, oh, it broke Netflix. And then when Iron Fist came on, I was like, it's the most watched show ever. I'm like, who the fuck was watching Iron Fist? Because it was crap, you know? So, like, I, I'm sure they have an algorithm of how that works out, but it seems kind of surprising that, it, of all of them, that Daredevil gets moved. Yeah. For as good as the show was in Season 3, and as good as it has been, and as good as Charlie Cox is, like, this now sounds like Marvel made them probably an unattractive offer to extend their, their deals. Um, yeah. And it's probably destined for some semblance of a product like this on a streaming service sometime in the near future. I think this also frees up for those characters to probably, if ever, going to make an appearance in the Avengers or something else. And, man, this seems like that might be freeing them up to do that as well. Yeah, this is definitely long-term. I mean, Disney's coming out with their streaming service, but we saw this coming down the road. So, you know, Marvel, we were saying before the podcast, Damn Disney. All the kids home. Yeah, damn Disney. Uh, <laughs> they're uh, bringing all the characters back in, you know, Spider-Man and maybe, um, I, don't know, I don't know what, Submariner and Hulk with single movies are going to be the only outliers. I mean, everybody else is going to be back at uh, home station. And, um, yeah, that streaming service is coming. They're probably going to be maybe some version of them maybe on there eventually because I think um, it won't be this, this version of them because I think Netflix at least owns half of it, if not 
most of that uh, series. So, I mean, it's it's a good place for them to stop the series because it definitely ended on a high note. I um, I enjoyed all three immensely. Even the second season, uh, people didn't like as much of it. I thought it was great. The one with the Punisher, uh, I thought that was very good too. So. Um, I'm gonna miss it, but I still uh, can go back and watch them anytime. So uh, yeah. yeah, it's gone, mm-hmm. but it's uh, still a good series. Yeah, Sayonara, there, Daredevil. I forgot to go back on the R. I said on the R, the reviews was for Aquaman. We talked about that. We forgot about the Into the Spider Verse, which was I think it is of yesterday. It had a hundred on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, people are giving it glowing, ridiculous reviews for yeah, an animated and or a superhero movie. Yeah, so I'm I'm yeah. really I, that I know I'm gonna see in theaters because my you know, my son is really a huge Spider-Man fan, so I know I'm going to see that one in the movie theater. But um, yeah, I'm just kind of I'm very curious as the people are glowing up so much for a um, an animated movie, let alone the Spider-Man animated movie. So I'm kind of like I'm trying to temper my enthusiasm because you know some people might be full of shit, brother, baby. Yeah. Um, I, to be honest, like I didn't even I knew this was happen. This movie was being made. I didn't know it was going to be released in theaters. Um, I assumed it was sort of direct-to-video, and I wasn't really paying attention to it. Not for that reason. I just wasn't tracking it. You know, I think this is there's an interesting opportunity here because no one has really been able to get uh, theater influence for these type of movies, and you know that's one of the things we've credited DC for is the quality of their animated shows. But as good as they are, DC's not putting them in the theaters, to my knowledge. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of them are a little more fan service. They're some of the more obscure stories. So I think this is, you know, really almost as if they looked at, like, you know, what is it that we can do that won't be the same as everything else? And there's an opportunity to kind of have something new here. Now, that being said, you would expect that Disney would say, okay, we've been making cartoons for a long time. Here you go. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, you know, that, and then, then who knows where that goes. But I think also there's, there's a lot of properties where you could tell a much better story as a well-made cartoon, like Fantastic Four, for example. You're not going to do anything yeah. with the negative zone um, with CGI. You, I mean, that's, yeah. that's got to be, that's got to be like a cartoon to be worth it. So I think it's, this could be the start of something new. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, you know, I think Spider-Man is the perfect character to do it with, you know, and especially they're going on the idea of, you know, using all the Spider-Verse characters too, you know, from Spider-Gwen to Miles Morales to Peter Parker, uh, and I think what the 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 pig Peter Parker or pig Spider-Man, Spider-Tacular, yeah, spider I mean, like everybody is in it. Yeah, Peter Parker, and it's already spawned a sequel and it hasn't even come out yet, where it's just going to be all the Spider Ladies that are going to be in the movie so i mean they're really going all in you know in a sense it's like hey man good for sony you know because they're going to have two hits on their hands venom now and now this you know you kind of hope that sony doesn't get too full of themselves and be like hey you know what give us spider-man back we don't want him in mcu anymore and then try to screw it up like they normally do um it'll be curious to see how um sony handles prosperity because um in the past they haven't done so great with that so all right all right, that's blurred notes. Let's get into these damn books. Hey, that's day one. That's day one. All right, y'all. We hold on to your butts. Um, 
we have to do this Heroes in Crisis thing because we started it during oh, this season. God. And then I guess we got to finish, not finish it, because I think it's a nine-issue limited series. You know what? The good thing about DC, yeah, the good thing about DC comic book fan as opposed to DC movie fan is that they are very, um, I think, more realistic about their comic book properties and, and books than they are about the movie stuff. Like, DC movie fan is, like, insane. Um, DC comic book fan is, I think, more realistic about things. And, you know, from generally from the people that I follow that I know and like and respect or whatever, most people are like, his heroes in crisis is some straight up bullshit. And um, (laughs) issue three pretty much continues that trend, essentially. Um, To recap, the heroes, they got issues and concerns. They go to this place called the Sanctuary that has been set up out in Smallville, whatever, Kansas. The Sanctuary is a computer with built with the essentially the essence and the glow of Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. Uh, there was a tragic accident or something happened. Booster Gold, Harley Quinn, who killed all these uh, no-name and low-rent heroes. Um, and this book continues that trend of... Um, you know how they go to sanctuary and sanctuary is like the danger room essentially where they can um like create like an environment to relive the trauma or the good times or whatever or things that have happened in um their superhero lives so the stars of this book are lagoon boy anybody heard of him before yeah he's from Shh. young justice no oh, there you go good job That's uh, wally w- yeah lagoon boy wally west flash and booster gold those are the, the three primary people that go in the sanctuary. Lagoon Boy had something happen to him where he got shot with a laser cannon, and he's reliving that moment over and over again to try to figure it out. Wally West is reliving moments uh, with his family, with Iris and whoever. Uh, I don't know if they were killed or something like that. It seems like that's probably what happened. Um, and so he's reliving that, and then Booster Gold is just Booster Gold. Like, he sucks, um, basically. Talking to himself. And talking to himself about essentially how much he sucks. And, um, you know, in Sanctuary, he's talking to them, like, throughout the whole thing, you know, like a psychiatrist, essentially. So, why did you pick this particular memory? Oh, okay, well, you know, like, you know, it's just kind of helping them out. And they can jump in and out of this, uh, I guess, simulated environment at any point in time. Of course, there's some sort of tragedy that happens or the attack happens um, there. All the heroes respond and... Um, you know, they come outside and then there's dead heroes. You see Harley Quinn, she puts the hammer or the mallet or whatever to uh, Wally West Flash. And he goes down and then Booster goes there. And then they're both looking at each other like, you know, essentially, it looks like Harley did it. We all know that Harley didn't do it. That's not going to be the case. We also know Booster Gold is not going to go, you know, into a homicidal maniac killer character as well. So, you know, there's a swerve coming. You just don't know what the swerve is or when it's going to be. But basically, that was all of issue three. It was very much filler, a very quick, you know, um, read on the toilet, so to speak. Um, But just overall, the emotional impact that this book is supposed to have for the readers. And it's like, wow, I can't believe the heroes are going through all this stuff. It's really just bullshit. And um, yeah, DC got to do better on this one. You know, it's kind of one of those things where you should retire the crisis thing. It's been going on for 30 years almost. You know, and just throwing crisis onto something doesn't necessarily make make it's going to be an impactful thing. You know, I mean, it's I guess it's hit or miss or whatever. But it's this one's a miss uh, in my book, in my opinion. Three issues in, Sandman, you read it. What did you think? Oh God, um, yeah, you, miss. I mean, this is a hard miss. I don't even know what they threw the ball. <laughs> uh, this, 
This shit is as uh, yeah as fillery and as useless as it gets. I mean, I had, I, I had to remember what was happening because it, it had been a little while since we read like what was this number three? It was number one and two. So yeah. I had to remember that, and I was like, oh yeah, they those heroes got killed that nobody knew about, and and <laughs> I was just I just didn't care what was happening yeah. at all like with any of this stuff. I mean, it's just a bunch of none of this stuff is real because you know this in this basically danger room area that they're calling up and they're being set up for something, you know, uh, at the end, like he said, some kind of swerve was coming, you knew it. And I was like, you know, it's, this is filler as, and boring filler. They make it even worse. Yes. Yeah, exactly. God, God, I I can't imagine having to actually spend money and buy this and read this. I would be pissed. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's not great at all. And like, and again, I think the biggest issue with this is that you introduced this sanctuary thing. Like, he just dropped it in. Like, I'm supposed to know about that. And like, you know what I mean? Like, if they had been going to, yeah. just say, the Fortress of Solitude, like, this thing was built inside there, and there's a history of this particular, you know, institution or character, not a character, but, like, you know, it would make, like, oh, okay, like, I get it, but it's not. It's just like, oh, yeah, you know, they built this thing with their essences. Of uh, the, the trilogy, of the Trinity. And it's just like, come on, man. This is, is you're looking for a cheap pop and you're not getting it. Like, and it's really, really hard for them to um, like get anybody to care about this. And I'm, um, I will finish it because I have to. Uh, I don't know. Again, I don't know that we'll make it back to 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 reviewing this when we get to season five or whatever. But um, yeah, um, yeah. Thumbs down, DC. All all around for me. Uh, Sandman, you. Oh, uh, two thumbs down. <laughs> okay. Yeah. If I had more thumbs, I'd give it two more thumbs. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Two toes all down. Right. Two thumbs yeah, down. it's bad. bad. All right. Dang. All right. Next up, uh, I'm going to do kind of a, 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 a double here between Shuri and Ironheart. Now, there's a conversation to be had in either before or after these reviews in the sense that Marvel's taking a chance and giving two black female characters um ongoing comic books as far as i know they are not limited series we all know that they're going to be limited series because they're not going to sell well enough to continue running it both of them i have an opinion on which one will probably get run longer but we'll get to that here in a second too so the conversation becomes you know dc or dc marvel takes this chance about launching these two books for you know an audience that you know has been looking and craving and asking for these books but sometimes often doesn't support them and you wind up getting you know very short runs like falcon that we you know review like this that was this year in and of itself you know that got i think eight issues but it was a butt cheeks book and now you have these two other books taking a chance hiring female or black women female writers for the books as well and putting you know especially on the ironheart book you know great artistic talent on it as well, but also getting writers who have never written comic books before. So, you know, you kind of get in that balance or whatever. And this has not been a successful run for them. If you take, um, oh God, what's the girl's name? It's a, like the the Puerto Rican girl that uh, um, was in the Ultimates. America uh, Chavez. America Chavez, yeah, her book was yeah. awful. Hired a female writer, never wrote comic books before. The book was terrible. I think it was gone in six. You know, so this, you know, there's a precedence here. Maybe not for black female characters. So, anyway. Uh, I'm going to do Shuri first, and then I'll do Ironheart. Um, Shuri book does two things that I really enjoyed, actually. 
The first thing it did, it got T'Challa out of the book immediately. Like within the first 10 pages, T'Challa is gone in issue one. You know, there's a submission out in space. I don't know if that's a tie to the mission thing of the, the current Black Panther book that we had reviewed earlier in there, but he's gone like out into space. Like him and some other people from Wakanda, they're gone. And the story is her, her trying to get them back because now she can't find them or get to, to get the, the search party back. And so, of course, it's like, hey, you know what? You need to become Black Panther now. And I was like, oh, no, I don't like that because <laughs> you're giving her the mantle of a character that she's not. So why don't you let her breathe and be, you know, Shuri? And uh, uh, thankfully, she doesn't accept it. You know, there's all this stuff with, you know, with the elders and, you know, her... You know, her MCU-isms do come out a little bit about her being young and about it being a little bit impulsive or whatnot. But, you know, the the process of the book is her trying to figure out and use science and technology or whatever to try to get T'Challa back to Earth and not become Black Panther. She winds up bringing Storm in uh, to try to use this emotional anchor, which, again, I think is tied into the book where T'Challa's out in space. Because if you remember when we reviewed that book, remember, he was having all these visions of Storm while he was out in space about come back to me and whatnot. So even though it doesn't implicitly uh, say it in the book, I'm assuming that's what it is. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, that's basically that story about them trying to bring them back. There isn't any a real villain yet, um, except maybe what you would call the elders uh, that she does. You know, she kind of is in contact with the elders each time she does certain things. I guess she died in one of the Black Panther books, and once she came back to life, the elders came back with her, so they're with her all the time, and they're always giving her shit um, about what she's doing with her life. But, I mean, overall, the the one drawback of the book, and y'all are going to say, well, how is that a drawback for you? The book, the art on the book doesn't match the tone of the book. The book is, you know... Um, kind of you know pan-africanism in terms of the drawings and the backgrounds and the characters and everything but it is drawn by somebody that it looks like it's an archie comic book and it doesn't match like at all and again you know me i love me some archie um but it doesn't match the tone of this particular book like at all yeah, like it looks like think of. <laughs> yeah it looks like dan parent drew the book and i love dan parent on archie i've been reading for years or whatever but it doesn't match and so that's like probably the biggest drawback but it's actually a, a fairly fun book like i didn't i have no real issues with that book at all ironheart which is going to surprise y'all because I think we reviewed some of those Iron Man books when uh, she was uh, substituting for Tony Stark. This book is actually really good. Like, it's really good. And uh, the Luciano Vecchio, I think is his name, is the artist on the book. I hate the armor. I hate the redesign of the armor. I think she looks like Ultraman. Um, yeah, and I think that looks... The colors are yeah. terrible. But... Having read a couple of those Dan Slott current Iron Man books, at least this book is actually a damn Iron Man book, you know, where she uses the armor to help, you know, to use the armor to fight against villains. The villain in this book is some retread Spider-Man villain. It doesn't really matter. You know, I don't even remember the dude's name. She's a student at MIT. She's a public hero as well. So everybody knows that she's Ironheart. There's none of that secret identity crap. She's at MIT. She has to rescue these dignitaries that were there, you know, to... You know, they were there to look at her lab to see what she was working on. This dude came in there to try to, you know, kidnap the dignitaries. You know, straight up yeah, comic book stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then they, you know, she, you know, saves the day, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And then the back half of the book, because it's a double size, 
it, it does turn in almost into a little bit of a Falcon-esque terms of like where a writer is trying to be hip and start talking about oh stuff because she's yeah she's out of the costume one of her neighborhood friends from chicago calls her and then they're like man i don't know how somebody could not have jay-z in their top five because jay's i'm just like what are we doing here y'all this ain't it oh, this dear. is not Danger. it y'all don't do it yeah don't do it you know and i'm old um and I'm an old rap head too. Okay, so Riri's supposed to be like 17 or 18. What the hell you know about Jay Z? Black album came out in 2001. Black album came out in 2001, man. Come on, dude. Please. So, whatever. <laughs> whatever. But, I mean, again, minus those last, like, maybe seven to ten pages and, you know, trying to hook up, you know, this romantic relationship with one of her old school people from Chicago. The other part of that was she was trying to get AI into her armor, like Friday is, and Tony's, and she was able to hook up AI with her friend that was killed long, like, when her, like, origin story. And that was, like, the surprise mm-hmm. story. Spoiler alert. Whatever. It, it was It was fun. It was Iron Man. It was literally, yeah, it was a fun Iron Man story just with Riri Williams in it. Um, that's it. I, actually, I would highly recommend it. It was actually that fun of a read. I was telling my daughter about it before. She was like, oh, I want to read that. I was like, yeah, you should. It's actually pretty solid. Um, I think that you would actually like that one a lot. So, you know, but as I throw it to the table, is there a real, not a real audience, is there a continued audience for a book like this, saying me? I mean, it could be, but I mean, it's it's about the writing. Is it you know? Is it good writing? Is it um, um, does it deal with topics that you know young people are going to be able to uh, deal with? You know, it's um, it, it depends. I mean, I mean, it was kind of dubious. I thought that the way they brought those characters in because they were just knockoffs of those uh, uh, kind of characters: Iron Man, Thor. Um, what was the other one? Freaking. Um, Captain America, all these yeah. secondary versions of these characters, and you know, they were kind of affectionately dismissed. nicknamed Plessy versus Ferguson heroes here. Affectionately, yeah. <laughs> there you go, there you go. Yeah. So, and very true. But um, yes, they can. It looks like you know, just like uh, this book. Uh, I'm, I'm going to read this after uh, your recommendation, and I want to read it now. And and that's the that's the thing can you make it interesting that's all that matters is it good is yeah. the artwork good is the uh the story good you know can you make story arcs i mean marvel i don't know what it is they, they just don't do the arcs anymore like you know uh books and books and books you know 20 30 books uh maybe not even that much but um you know uh, a good story arc they just don't seem to want to do them anymore with these crazy uh, world in the cataclysm type books that last you know three or four issues and then they're on to something else and then it's another one they started all over again nobody would read that shit so yeah quality yeah it's possible but you know they have to they have to get it right yeah and they it seems like they recognized that immediately they didn't have her fighting dr doom or somebody like that it was a you know rando spider-man villain that's what she should be doing you know initially and then she's a low-level hero yeah yeah and they didn't, you know, Brother Beavis, they didn't hot check, a, you know, a Iron Man into the book or Spider-Man or anybody. You know, they let her have her solo book without any assistance and help. And I think yep. that's a good thing, you know. Good. I mean, we've seen that in other books where they started off like, yeah, the first issue. And then the second issue, here comes everybody, you know. I mean, like every hero in there, you know, to try to get, you know, to get the rub. And so, I, you know, I think it's 
kind of important that you know they let her breathe a little bit but i'm just curious as if people are going to support it that's it i i was thinking about when apocalypse was in that kazar comic book like two or three issues in <laughs> yeah one <laughs> yeah. did apocalypse put yeah. butts in seats back then and yeah. two what the fuck kazar gonna do against apocalypse <laughs> 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 i got a knife Wait, yeah good yeah i got a knife good too. question I think as far as these books, I think the, the the sad part is if all they're doing is counting on your local comic book shop to feature this and draw people's attention to it and get it to build an mm-hmm. audience, I just don't see it working. Because yeah. I don't know if you've been in a comic book store, but like it's daunting. There are yeah. hundreds <laughs> of titles. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there are dozens of titles that come out each week. And the notion of, let me just go walk in and see if I something catch Fritz No, you can't. It's yeah. like nothing stands out because there's so much stuff so right the fact that that they're not apparently doing any sort of push and i don't know what that would be but you know not like a a multimedia push or anything like that to try and get this over it it seems doomed to even if it is of quality not outsell you know avengers so Mm -hmm. which is garbage Um, but Mm -hmm. if you don't sell outsell avengers then you get canceled yeah, and, and and yeah, that's a very good thing that you said too about like the comic book store being daunting in that sense. And we're dating ourselves here. Google it. You know, the comic book store is not is is like Blockbuster. Is like not like like it's like Blockbuster. You go in there if you don't specifically know what you want, you can get just overwhelmed by all the titles in there, and you're just like flipping through boxes. Like, does this look good? Does this look good? Does this look good? What do you think because about this one? I, yeah, because whatever order mm-hmm. it's in. Uh, it's not an order I understand. Right, exactly. Right. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's not. It's it's just like, oh man, this is too much. You know, you, and then you know, it's on issue seven. Well, shit, do I gotta go buy and back and buy all these other ones mm-hmm. at four dollars a piece? Nick, please, I ain't going back and buying all that shit. You know what? I'm good. I'm just gonna walk out. You know, and you and know, a lot of times, what'll happen is like, you know, some people might just wait, and they're like, all oh, six or seven issues in. Oh, it sounds good. I'll wait for the graphic novel. Well, guess what? Yeah, it's already exactly. canceled by that time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yes, and, you know, there's that. And, you know, I mean, and everybody says it, too. It's like, you know, hey, you got to pre-order the books, you know, especially for a book like this. If you don't put the pre-order in, you know, shops aren't going to order the copies. And then that shows that nobody's going to buy the book or what. It's just it's just a mess when it's a book that doesn't have, like, this built-in audience that you're depending upon an audience to come and buy it and you know, and for a major label book, you know, this isn't, you know, uh, an independent book. It's going to be difficult for that. So um, I'm curious to see. Like I said, they took her out of Champions to give her this solo book. So uh, good luck. Um, because, uh, and again, it was actually, yeah, and it's actually good. Like, that's the, that's the scary part. It's actually a good book, and it might not get supported because people are just like, yeah, you know, Black Lady Iron Man. I don't want to do it. So, all right. So that's it. All right. Next up, the Fantastic Four. Uh, <laughs> Brother Beavis called it Fantastic Filler before we started to record. <laughs> um, they are our closeout. We're closing them out for the for the season. Uh, Brother Beavis, pick us up. And by the way, it, I, 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 my phone, I, actually, I was actually working at work today, even though I know I sent a bunch of texts out. Um uh, as soon as I saw who the villain was in this book, or air quotation villain, I was like, Lord, not again. All right, go ahead, Brother Peter. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, 
our favorite Sunday night wrestling superstars, <laughs> the Wrecking Crew, uh, <laughs> make a debut. And the other thing was like this dude Byron Ford. Um, yes. I don't know if his style is all that current. I was like, yeah. is this a flashback? Uh, yeah. Well, who is this? It, part? Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, and it looked like he may have had a, a little J- uh, Bishop Jerry Curl mullet going on in the back yeah. there, too. Or yeah. at least he's got some lines cut in the side or something. Yeah, it wasn't great. Yeah. All right, so I think the thing, the first thing that, that I noticed was there's a lot of panels about the uh, Freedom Foundation or whatever they are. And yeah. so mm-hmm. uh, I'd Foundation. like to point out to Marvel, in case they're unaware, Fantastic Four is not currently in the top ten of book sales. So if you have any notion that there's going to be a uh, a Freedom Foundation book, just stop (laughs) right now. (laughs) But they sort of they sort of get their one off goodbyes. Uh, They do uh, talk about they do isolate the uh, the uh, the new Fantastic Four of Wolverine, Spider Man, Ghost Rider, and there's a kind of a a bit that is supposed to be funny but really it points out everything that's screwed up with marvel because like spider-man's like are you actually wolverine are you actually ghost rider and they're like (laughs) it's like well we can't we can't even explain yeah (laughs) and then the hulk comes out but they don't really show him it's like you guys hold the license you could have put him in the book i don't know what that was about yeah but then my favorite part is reed's reed's thinly veiled cover-up for being racist uh Mm. is is hysterical so Valeria has loves this, I guess, red skin, uh, World of Warcraft looking dude, and uh, you know, f- at first reads like, you know, uh, we gotta go, and it's like, is he just being the protective dad? And you're like, oh wait a minute, he don't like red skin people, and then he tries to cover it up. He's like, I just don't like how you're not smart around him. You're better than that, and I was like, yeah, you're racist. It's. A, I was like, I, yeah, that's true. You want your daughter to excel and not define herself in terms of somebody else. You just don't like red people. So yeah, yeah, exactly. That part yeah. had me laughing. <laughs> the the early parts of my the early parts of my my laugh and the early parts of the book, there was like, uh, and you know, you as somebody with a child as well, it was like, all right, we're just gonna leave him with this dragon motherfucker. Really? Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. You got this, dragon man. Have yeah. fun with the children. Have fun with uh, the children, Dragon Man. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, Lord. Hi, I'm Chris Hansen. So from then we get uh, introduced to the uh, <laughs> the team, the, which is funny because they're called the uh, what the what the Fantastics, yes, something like X. that, or yes. yeah, exactly. And I was like, I was thinking and, and Bobby for Fulton. all the times that Sandman has said uh, Fant Four Stick, I was like, they should have just called him that. <laughs> uh, they should have, like they should have worked, worked a number in there. It looked like the Great Lake Avengers to me because they yeah. think, they got a. They look exactly like them. Yeah, almost. Yeah. Flat man. Well, yeah, whatever the hell his name was. Yeah. Well, in 2D. Uh, um, I was looking at them for at, at first initially, and I'll have to look to see if anybody else got this conclusion. I thought that they were uh, ripping on the Terrifics, that book of fake Fantastic Four that DC has with Mister Terrific, mm-hmm. Plastic oh. Man. Uh, I can't forget who the other ones are. I, that my initial thought was, I was like, "Oh, they're ripping off them," because essentially the Terrifics are just a version of the Fantastic Four. Um, but yeah, I, whatever. Okay, go ahead. No, is, by the way, is Bulldozer a lady now? Um, maybe. Or does he just like rocking the bear midriff? Bulldozer? No, I think it's yeah. a dude. I think yeah, I think he's a dude. Right. He just wears those like college, you know, football universe jerseys, you know, where his stomach holds out. Yeah. All right. But 
Hold on, you missed a wrestling reference, man. How you gonna get Which like one? the book with the Fantastics? And I couldn't yeah, remember I their names. Yeah, I thought about that. I yeah, it was about it, that. Is it Bobby Fulton? No, I couldn't remember their names. Yeah, Bobby Fulton, Tommy Rogers, right? That's it. Yes, there you go. Fantastic. One of them had an awesome drop kick. I can't remember which one, but one of them had a great. That drop was kick. Tommy Rogers, I believe. There you go. Yeah, the other one sucked. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, that's he was. You might say he was the Robert Gibson of the group. You might exactly say that, but continue. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then, uh, yeah, so then, like, the thing gets weird and wanders off and takes Franklin with him, and they tease, like, oh, the new Fantastic Four is actually Johnny's, you know, it's like, oh, God, no, please. And then they're like, yeah, Valeria, you don't get to do anything. You're just smart. Stay over here. I was like, yeah. I don't, what is, this is bad parenting. And then she has to figure it out. And he was like, I was wondering how long it was going to take you to figure that out. And yeah, it's just a marketing stint by somebody trying to get famous. And the Fant Four Sticks are actually not bad. And the Wrecking Crew was paid. It's just. And then they have a new house. And then Alicia is going to get. We got a, a, undoubtedly a swerve wedding coming up next week. Oh, yeah. And they don't have the Baxter building. And they have a new apartment. So, yeah, mm-hmm. um, it's yeah. filler to get to the wedding, which will probably also be filler, and then still not clear what Fantastic Four is going to be going forward. Yeah. Yeah. yeah pretty much. Um, I mean, again, we, we the first oh, issue... We seven ninety nine for the wedding issue. We will not be reviewing number oh, five. Oh, no. Really? Is that what it is? No, yeah. You can pass yeah. on that one. Nope. No, thank you. That's a... Oh, you know that, the wedding that's has a, been years in the making. Ben and Alicia say, I do. No bait. No switch. Not a dream. Not a hoax. Okay. Yeah, uh-huh. I ain't for yeah. that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 L- laughs in Batman. <laughs>, laughs in Colossus uh, voice because um, I ain't falling for that again. Um, I, you know, I, they they had all these other things in there too about how, you know, why they lost the Baxter building. They're like, yeah, well, when Peter Parker or when Spider Man brought the building, or Peter Parker brought the building, but that was actually Dr. Octopus playing Peter Parker. You know, they didn't yeah. go into all that, but all that is there as well. Um, I just. I thought like I was like bringing the wrecking crew. That the wrecking crew should be like somebody like, hey, you know, need a problem uh, that y'all can beat up. Just call the wrecking crew so you can just come and wreck us because we suck and we look good, but we just suck. So why don't you come and beat us up? I just I thought it was weird. I thought you know having the Fantastic Four come back to Earth and not really fight, and then two of them walk off like, yeah, no, nah, we're not getting involved in this. Let them handle it. The whole nine like i just thought it was kind of, i mean it was kind of fun and cute in a way but it also was just like all right well let's wrap up this like first arc and be done with it so we can do something else a complete filler uh overall but i mean you know i, I didn't hate it it just was really nothing really happened and saying man did you get a chance to read that one yeah i read it it was um i mean it had a couple moments i liked but as soon as i saw the wrecking crew just like y'all just said i was like oh <laughs> kind of book over because <laughs> i mean the wrecking crew they in Thor, I think I I read Thor for a, like over a hundred issues. I think when um, uh, it's been a while, several years ago now, almost shit, maybe ten years ago now. But uh, they, I think Thor fought and beat the Wrecking Crew at least twice in that run, and they just they just use and abuse them so much, man. So when you I think see he would them, like wake like, oh, up shit. and brush his teeth and whip the Wrecking Crew's ass and then go on to the rest of his day. Wasn't yeah. that pretty much a day in the life of Thor? They are just yeah, they are yeah. so base. Hell, in um, Avengers, uh, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, the uh, uh, the um, animated series, 
Yeah. Fucking Wrecking Crew. The, the Avengers yeah. come together. I mean, I think, or is it just Thor? It was Thor. Yeah, yeah, they didn't yeah, need to come together. The crew and yeah. beats the shit out of all of them. I mean, it's just, they are just the, the re- resident jabroni team, yeah. villain team that gets run by every hero they get into. I think when we reviewed the, the, or maybe I read on my own, the the young Jean Grey book, the first issue of that book, she beat up the damn record. Oh, that's right. So, I mean, they just, they can't catch a win for nothing, man. I mean, golly. Offense on 11, special on 12, man. That is it. (laughs) They are not winning at all. And it's just never going to happen for them. I feel bad. They just take L's all the time, so this is bad. Yep. I, I kind of like the idea that they would sell themselves out just to try to get another team over. I do like that aspect, like just playing up. Like, look, we suck, but we'll take your money and make and make you guys, and, you know, push you to the top of the card. We'll but, do the job. You know, as long as you pay us. Yeah, we'll do the job for you, yeah. <clears throat> the anti-Hogans. So, all right, yeah, fantastic <laughs> four. Yeah, decent enough. I, I'll take it. it. It was fine. I mean, I'll continue reading that book just because, but um, – yeah. All right. After next up, five. Yes. Well. Yeah. I don't know about. Yeah. No. We're not doing that issue. We'll talk about that in, like as we recap the others. Yeah. All right. On to Uncanny X Men. Now it's going to wind up being two or three. I'm going to have to literally go back and listen. I thought we reviewed issue two. Brother Beers is saying that we didn't. He's got a better memory than probably all of us combined. So if we didn't, then we didn't. We did review issue one, and we hated it. Like, we literally hated it so, so much. And now it's coming back to me. I think I said to y'all, I was like, it's getting better, but it still sucks. And before we get into the review, (laughs) before we get into the review, Brother Beavis was like, yeah, uh, it's coming out every week for like the first eight or nine weeks. And then they're going to get into this issue, uh, this series, new artists. I think it was... Golly, now I can't remember. Maybe Salvador La Roca or somebody like that is coming back to the book. And, you know, the covers are like, oh, you see Cyclops, you see Gene, Wolverine is back. Like, so this is really just a filler story with a bunch of sorry X-Men to get to the point where they're going to have, like, the real X-Men. That's basically what this is, I'm assuming. Um, Because the people that are the stars of this book, although it's less of the Grant Morrison X-Men than it was in the first issue, in the first two issues, it is a little bit, um, it's still, it's still a lot of rock slide and glob, uh, too much for me. Uh, and, um, so yeah, so, uh, did I tell you who's taking the lead on this, bro? Because I didn't, I don't have issue two. I read it, but I have uh, notes for three. You want to take two? I'll take three. Uh, okay, let me <laughs> bring it up. <laughs> no worries. Because I can't remember. By the way, this rocks on the cover. Yeah, this series is called X Men Disassembled, which is uh, pulling from the Avengers one that did that. Uh, what's that? Got to be ten plus years ago at this point. Um, at least. Yeah, and you know, which was a successful series for the Avengers back in the day. But um, I'm not getting the same vibe from this one, <laughs> basically. Um, so Kitty showed. Let's see. In the issue one, we lost. Kitty got taken, and Madrox yes. was crazy. Um, they're starting to realize there's crazy stuff going over, almost like Follow the Mutants esque. Mm-hmm. There's dinosaurs running around. So, uh, th- and it was very wordy. And yeah. of course, step one: yeah. split up the team because it's too <laughs> big to tell a story. Oh, so they gosh. split up the teams. Yeah. The uh, Grant Morrison team is all upset because they got left behind. 
beast is wandering <laughs> off looking for something shady like it seems like it's probably a dark beast twist swerve whatever uh, the one thing they notice is like all the madroxes have like different powers um laura gets swallowed by a t-rex and cuts herself out and uh legion shows up at the end mm -hmm. that's issue two yeah that's issue two pretty much and i remember now when legion shows up at issue two i could it took me hours to get my eyeballs back into their sockets because i'm like oh <laughs> bro seriously legion this is what we're doing right now and then i thought okay when i started issue three I was like, oh, he's going to kill all these Grant Morrison X-Men. This is brilliant because nobody cares about Rockslide and all and Glob. That would be an awesome way to just end them because nobody gives a shit. Um, spoiler alert, that didn't happen, at least not in this issue. Um, issue three is continuing this thing, and it's, going, it's bouncing back and forth between New York, Kansas, and I don't know, someplace else. But, yes, they're still battling Montana, dinosaurs. Missouri. Yeah, is that what it was? Yeah. There's yeah. a great scene in there in terms of racism that I was like, man, Bishop bought <laughs> some bullshit. Yeah. Okay, so Bishop destroys a, a dinosaur at, at a, no, a you know a no mutants rally, and then he goes and takes the sign back to the dude that he saved of some white dude, and he was like, here's your sign, and he's, the dude's like, so, thanks. I'm like, go ahead. Bishop should have blasted that fool. That's all I'm saying. He's like, are you all right, sir? In your sign, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, "Come on, man!" Like, seriously, of all the heroes, y'all had to have to do that. You made Bishop do it. That's just some shit. I'm like, this is terrible. Uh, but whatever. Um, the other thing yeah. is this with this coming out like every five minutes. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's a different artist on every different panel, and yes. uh, it makes it a little <laughs> hard to follow yeah. the story. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, but then you know what? When you're just drawing mindless and useless dinosaurs and Madroxes for people to hack and slash and do and whatever, whatever. And then this book, you know, like issue two was like, oh yeah, Laura's X twenty three, she's freaking awesome. Hack, slash, cut, this, that, and the other. This book, I think there's one panel where you see her like, Ugh, and then that's it. It's like you know, like yeah. you have a character that you can use in these moments where she can cut inanimate, you know, kind of you know messed up dinosaurs and nobody's gonna care. You know, where you have to always rein her in for you know when she's fighting against humans and non robots and shit. So. Whatever, but yeah, so dinosaurs in one place in Kansas, uh, what's that, Storm, Polaris, Sam, Psylocke, Jubilee, they're fighting off to multiple men, and they need help, um, you know, and after Gene and them dispose of the, um, the dinosaurs, they go out there to help them, and then Legion is at the mansion with the sorry ex-Grant Morrison, ex-Men, and, I mean, we're wrapping up quick here, basically, Legion <laughs> is crazy. <laughs> Legion is crazy. Still. He's been crazy since 86 or 83. Yeah. And um, he's always been crazy. There's always been an issue with his mentality. He comes in there like dressed in a suit looking like, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck he looks like in a suit that's three times too big for him. And then um, he you know, starts to lose his mind a little bit. The, the story comes out is that he's the one that kidnapped the, the Jamie Prime, locked him in a, a steel cage or whatever, a, a safe. And he was making him multiply, and that's why all the multiples have like different powers or, or like his different personalities and different powers. And basically, the X Men are like, you know, some of them are like, well, who is he? And like, oh, no, he's used his powers to wipe your minds of his existence or some shit like that. And I'm just like, oh, 
please stop, y'all. Just please stop. And I'm wondering if he's getting a push in a book because of that the TV show, which I never watched because I just don't care. And it has Aubrey Plaza, which I love to death, and I still didn't watch yeah. it. So um, The first but, season was good. The second season was too confusing. Yeah. <laughs> Noted. So, um, yeah. Yeah, so that's basically, you know, it. Um, yeah, they have to go back to the mansion to save the world, and, you know. That, that was the basically The big reveal it. on the last page. Yeah, remind me what the it is. Horseman, looking. The good horseman. The oh, fight. yeah, that's right, Wellness, yes. The, what are they? Peace. Yeah, what are they? Mm-hmm. The, the, the horseman of peace, yes. Angel, Magneto, Blob. No, Magneto is the horseman of peace. Oh, Angel is the horseman of life. Omega Red is the horseman of wellness. And Fat Blob is the horseman of bounty. Mm, yeah. They're the good uh, horsemen. And then they yeah, blow up the school. Yeah. They blow up the mansion. Again. Again. <laughs> I forgot. The house that blows up. Yeah. 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 You know, and they, they they just got back from the Renaissance Festival in time to bring this book to an end. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Blob, how many turkey legs did you eat, man? Damn. So, um, so like uh, he's got one in his mouth right now. Yeah, he probably does. Uh, it's just yeah. you imagine this team, Magneto, and his hand-picked team of allies, Angel, Blob, Blob, and Omega Red. Speaking yeah. of Sunday Night Superstars, yeah, oh, yeah, Omega Red is the Billy Gunn of the mutant universe. Man, he keeps getting yeah. pushes and has never deserved a push ever, and he just keeps showing up um, in various forms and variations. He just keeps showing up, man, like herpes. So uh, that's just terrible. And I just, I mean, we talked about this the first issue that we reviewed. We were kind of hyped for the restart because blue and gold and red, you know, just were freaking meandering along. It was nothing, you know, went to the store. I got it. I, I mean, I was like, you know what? Let's do this, you know, whatever. And it's it was meh. And now it's double meh, two and three. And knowing now that it's just going to wipe whatever this is clean um, up until you get to, um, you know, this new team, that the, at least the new artist or whatever on issue nine. So this is really just a nine weeks of filler, two months of filler until you get to yeah. whatever that's supposed to be. And, you know, let me look on the back of my milk carton to see if anybody's seen anything. What happened with extermination? Anyone? Bueller? <laughs> Bueller? No. Because that book is like, oh, yeah, by the way, this event that's happening there with all these other people that are in the same damn book, by the way. Uh, all these other mutants that are in this book it's completely unrelated to the damn story that's currently going on. It's just a mess still. I, I don't I don't get it. I, I'm so pissed off about like the X-Book. It's just so freaking disappointing. Week after week, we review it. I get angrier every week, and then I read the shit again. It's fucking a massacre at this point. So, it's... Alright, sorry. Freaking diary of the mouth. All right, so get thumbs down, brother Beavis. You two, you got two full issues in. What did you think of that? Yeah, Just filler. I'm, it I'm ready matter. to let the Lex, Lex six, the next six issues to pass unnoticed, and then maybe try again. Yeah, I, yeah, I think so too. I, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I know they're not because I saw the numbers on or whatever. I was like, I wouldn't be surprised. They were like, hey, yes, let's number one again. Here's another, come yeah. get me for another eight. Fresh bills. start. Yeah. Fresh start. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, we're gonna fresh start you again after nine issues. So, I mean, like I said, if if that was your goal anyway, that you were gonna do, and again, we talked about this. Extermination is gonna bring back Cyclops. Obviously, it's gonna do something with this Return of Wolverine book, which I've I've been reading on the side as well, which is awful. It's just so so bad, and um, you know, so you're obviously bringing those characters back, and you're gonna put them on this team. But just then start this crap after extermination started and like have some sort of some sort of seam, seamless transition from one thing to the next. You know, when you start one before the other one finishes, then what what's the point? Like, really? I mean, ugh. I feel yeah, like the old comics look completely guy. screwed up. No, there is no continuity in modern comics for the most part. And yeah. oh, I can no, genuinely accept that. Yeah, I can genuinely accept that, if, but there still should be some sort of, like, uh, sequential order of things that when they come out, you know, I mean, yeah, it's, it's something, down. like anything, something, I don't need the stories to tie them completely together like they used to or whatever, I mean, we're talking about Shuri and Black Panther, pretty sure those books are tied together, but they don't say anything about it, like, I get that, like, I, I can understand, I can live with that part, but at least... Shit, I mean, Black Panther was in space, and now they're telling the story backwards. Like, I, you know, okay, I get that. That makes a little bit of sense. Like, this whole thing about the new or the old X-Men team, like, they're not appearing in this book at all. Like, you don't see any of the old X, uh, you know, the original X-Men team, you know, like the X-Men blue team. Okay, so that means they're probably gone? Question mark? Because they're not sure. in the Uncanny book, right? I guess, yeah. maybe, who knows? Yes. So, whatever. All right. That's it. Yeah, I'm being an old comic book guy, and I hate that dude sometimes, but whatever. All right. So that wraps up Season 4, Episode 6 of the Marvel Hacks. Remember, you're able to find this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, rate, review, subscribe, all of that. There may be an annual that we stick in there, depending upon holidays. You know, we never know. Sometimes books come out, and I feel like the need to to gather the crew back together but uh yeah we should be season five will definitely probably be closer to the 2019s as opposed to 2018 so uh overall season four uh can you think of any memorable book that you read sandman that you know that we reviewed oh man on the spot uh off the top of my head i cannot that's that's probably a terrible thing I'm trying to think of like what one good book. Um, um, I might have to we'll go come back to you. I do not we'll go back to you. It's Brother Beavis, any memorable book from season four? So, I thought the um, I thought that the first three issues of the Fantastic Four, maybe the second one, the third one were good. Um, that had got me pretty excited till now. Mm-hmm. Um, the Hulk book. Uh, has yeah. had some really cool moments. Um, Cap, I think, was been yeah. m- mostly okay. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the bulk of what we read. But yeah, that the Fantastic Four, I think they they brought it back right, and it already looks like they're stumbling a little bit. Um, and that Hulk book, I think, is really unique um, and a, f- a fresh take on on that <coughs> on that character. Yeah, I was I was book just the, the Hulk series in general. I've really enjoyed it. I just crossed over two seasons now. I think for us, but that issue where he was all cut up, but his body was still yeah. living, 
Oh, that is yeah. uh, a little bit of genius in comic books right there. Holy cow. I mean, that that was such a great book. Uh, I think I've enjoyed Cap probably a little bit more than you have. I thought it was, I think it's like really good. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm Fantastic Four. I mean, I like that second issue. I got really hyped for uh, the other ones. I'm like, meh. X-Men has just been terrible the whole way. And then our last day one has been, all, DC's been terrible the entire season. So, all right, Sam, man, back to you. Yeah, um, I'm going to go ahead and say that Hulk book. I thought that was really interesting what they were doing with that. Yeah, no, it almost uh, almost was had a horror vibe at one time. Um, mm-hmm. A couple of the issues, the the one where the he was he was in that cave or what he was uh, uh, can't remember exactly, but yeah, the, the guy that had killed somebody and you know and the Hulk was tracking him and mm-hmm. uh, that was a crazy book. I thought it was uh, it was fresh. It was. Um, Unlike something you've uh, read in a while, you know, something mm-hmm. like something I've read anyway, in a long time. So it seems yeah, like that, they're going in an interesting direction. I hope they can keep that up. So yeah, that would yeah. be my pick. The Hulk was uh, yeah. really interesting. The Hulk Wendigo or Wendigo, the Hulk um, Sasquatch Wendigo. book yeah. uh, uh, was a great book too. Uh, brutal, just absolute brutal battle before the one where he got all cut up, uh, <laughs> which was pretty uh, crazy. Right. Man, oh man. So yeah, just a fun season. All right. But yeah, that'll wrap it up. Um, so that's it. Again, you'll be able to find me, uh, the producer, at Brothers Comics on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find the Sandman on Facebook and Twitter at Sandman415. Brother Beavis is in the ether. Uh, if you need to get to him, you can find him, find him through one of us. Uh, that's that. Big Hutch is, uh, thanks to Big Hutch for stepping in for one uh, episode this season. Uh, you know, I think he's actually been really scared off by the comic book thing. Because every time he does it, he's like, oh, man, I go to the store and buy a whole bunch of other stuff. So um, <laughs> I think that's why he wants to not come on a lot of the times because uh, he doesn't want to go out and buy a bunch of books. So, uh, yeah, that's that. All right. So uh, one final question, one final question. Is there anything over the holidays, like between now and New Year's, that you're really looking forward to? Maybe a TV show or a movie or something that you saw that's coming out. I know we talked about Spider-Man and Aquaman, but has there been anything else you saw? It's like, oh, you know what? That looks pretty interesting. Hmm. Shit. Um, I mean, I was looking forward to um, uh, the Spider-Man one, um, uh, Spider-Verse for a while now, and now it looks like it's actually pretty good, so I'm happy to hear that. Um, trying to think of anything else. I mean, outside of the obvious ones, like in Avengers 4, that's down the line a little bit. Um, I don't know. Um, okay. That'd be, my, that'd be my picks. Okay. Uh, Brother Beavis? I was... I This is already out. I have been looking forward to uh, Wreck-It Ralph sequel, but um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not sure that it's not butt cheeks. So uh, I didn't see it when it came out, so I think we know what that means. Yeah, the reviews have been pretty positive. Yeah. The problem I have too. is um, the the trailer looks like makes it look like the Emoji Movie, which is the yeah. worst thing that's ever appeared on oh, the screen. Oh yeah, ever. boy, boy! Uh, I I, did, I saw that too. By the way, I don't know if I ever told you that. It's terrible. It's one of the worst movies mm. ever, 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 ever. Oh my God, it's so yep. bad. Yep, my daughter dragged me to that one. She still owes me money for that. Ooh. But um, that was did you bad. guys watch? Um, so this is for your daughter. Did you guys watch uh, She-Ra and the Princess of Power? Uh, I have not. I have not and brave to watch it yet. Yeah, I, more than anything, I was it. never. 
Yeah, how was that? It's all right. It's yeah. all right. Okay. You know, yeah. when your your option is to watch the same show like over and over, you've seen mm. it five like ten times. Anything yeah. new is usually pretty decent. So. Yeah, I, I can, no, it's yeah, all right. I and I okay. hate hate He Man. Oh yeah, me too. Oh my god, we share yeah. the same brain. Yeah, I, I can't. I don't watch He Man, so I never watch. I would never watch Shira, generally speaking, in the eighties. So yeah, I'm good. Um, but yeah, she hasn't said anything about wanting to watch it, so we're probably. I'm probably safe on that one. Um, but yeah, I do want to see. Um, I do want to see Wreck It Ralph too. Um, but then there was a, another one that's coming up. Like, there's a whole other conversation for a different podcast or whatever. But like, uh, the idea that they're making this. Uh, freaking panel for panel um lion king remake is has me really oh. angry oh, me too <laughs> I'm, Why the I'm, fuck? I'm and, and please stop calling it live action please yeah. stop calling it live action <laughs> yes. i'm i'm because you're, you're not I'm casting steamed. a tiger or a lion in that yes, shit exactly yeah exactly uh, I'm just I'm so angry every time i see uh, like a preview or people are like oh you know i'm just so hyped i'm like one and i'm not even a great big huge fan of like that version of Disney animation movie because I was older, so it, you know it didn't really hit me like that. But I got kids now, so I'm like, The Lion King is fine as it is. You didn't need to remake that movie, like in any way, shape, or form, but with CGI lions and tigers and bears and shit. Like you didn't need to do any of that. And if you're gonna do it, which you shouldn't do, but if you're gonna do it, then why are you gonna do it beat for beat, which is what they did with Beauty and the Beast? Like, I mean, you literally, and y'all, and I love me some Hermione Granger, adult Hermione Granger, by the way. I love me some, built like a dude. I love Hermione Granger, by the way. And, um, <laughs> consistent theme, consistent theme. And I'm like, I don't even wanna watch, I'm watching it, I'm like, this is the exact same movie. There's literally nothing wrong with the animated Beauty and the Beast. Nothing, nothing. So you just I mean, remake they already made the a live movie. action. They already made a, li- a successful live King, Lion King live live adaptation. Yeah, it's called the Black Panther. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I, I, you, I, and you're not wrong. And I just don't understand what the purpose of doing that is. I just don't. I mean, to make money, and it's going to make a crap ton of money. Purpose is to make money. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. It's going to make a t- billions of dollars. I get that, but I'm just people, so angered by it. People love Disney, so it's going to make money. Yeah. Ugh, damn Disney. All right, I'm going to end for Hodge. Yeah. All right. So as uh, the X-Men, the animated series, which is really the only X-Men thing that we enjoy generally on these nights <laughs> anymore, is that music for kids to play us out. Again, I'm the podcast. I'm signing off. Uh, Sandman, go ahead and sign off. Well, I'm kind of sad now. It's just, it's just terrible. But we will see you all next episode. <laughs> sign off. Yes. All right. And Brother Beavis, go ahead and sign off. All right. See you in a month. Alright, yeah, literally. Alright, we'll see you guys later. Take it easy. Peace. Peace.